Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months, now through December 2nd. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the Writing Wrongs and Writing Songs podcast. Today we have Ivan Proctor of China Bears. Ivan, how are you? Not too bad. How's it going? Good, yeah. I think I think it's clear we're both feeling fresh and ready to go this morning. Yes, it's quite early. It's quite early. Well, um, 10 o'clock, it's not too early, but early for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're a busy boy. We had to fit in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Tell me, how have you been? How how has music been since you know coming out of lockdown? How how are things? Um. So yeah, been quite busy with. Uh, so I'm living with Fraser, the other guitar player in my band, China Bears. Um, and yeah, we've been working on a lot of new new songs, finishing up old songs. Um whilst kind of working day jobs at the moment so nothing crazy exciting without any shows but a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes Um, and unfortunately we're not living near James and Dean the other guys in the band so um, yeah it's kind of waiting till we can all sort of flesh out together in a room because we can only do so much over um, like sending files via the internet we're kind of more of doesn't really feel complete until we've all kind of like fleshed out together in a practice room but yeah we've got a lot of stuff going on which is nice it's good to have things rolling yeah you've still been releasing music over the past few months which i guess is like releasing your backlog but um yeah well we just like you're moving forward you know yeah we were lucky enough to sort of just finish these uh most of this ep before lockdown kicked in so we've had stuff on the back burner ready to go which has been nice yeah speaking of which got a new track coming out on friday yeah this friday what is that tell the, me tell the, the ninth 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 yeah um tell tell me about writing that song um it's a bit of a bit of a sad one it's one of my favorites actually i've been really looking forward to it coming out yeah it's definitely been um quite nicely received at our live shows we've been playing it live for about i sort of started it christmas time 2018 and then for us it was kind of in the live set pretty quickly i think we played it the first show was at february 2019 so um i went back home we were all living together in Aylesbury, but i went which is where james is from but i went back home to somerset for that christmas um for like an extended period for about six weeks um and i sort of wrote it whilst i was there um I wrote a lot of it actually I was working in a factory um sort of it was like uh working with like precision engineering so obviously I don't know anything about that but they just put me on uh chiseling away bolts that they'd made they had so I spent hours basically just like doing this monotonous task and monotonous task um and I wrote kind of a lot of lyrics and 
the chorus and all that kind of stuff whilst doing that and then went home and sort of fleshed out which is it's actually quite a nice way to write um and it gave me time to sort of like go over ideas and sort of not stress about it because when you're in a when you're sort of sitting down to write you kind of well I find it's kind of stressful because I put a lot of pressure on myself oh this has to be good because I'm dedicating time to writing at the moment whereas when it kind of just comes freely whilst you're just doing a general task it's quite um uplifting and yeah but yeah that song for me was a very nice one to write it kind of helped me uh deal with some things I was going through at the time um and yeah it's nice that it seems to be uh relating to other people and people can see similarities in their lives with it so yeah quite excited to have out really we recorded it Christmas time uh 2019 I think December January so yeah it's um good to finally have out yeah I think personally I think like the first lyric of it which is is it's the sat listening to Jolene both crying in our underwear is that the lyric yeah I just yeah. think that's such a like I think that really draws people in yeah well I think at the time of actually no but I was gonna say like I heard um sorry I'm lying let me let me um start again in 2018 time I was listening a lot to Brighton Rabbit particularly the um in the organ fight record which mm. you know in those songs he's very open and almost comical but serious and I think that definitely inspired the lyrical content to Jolene of kind of not really shying away from you know that is that was quite a uh, raw and embarrassing thing and like it, in the moment I felt like this is kind of a weird thing we're doing right now but um yeah it just felt real and I felt like well there's no point hiding from that and like I said it kind of grabs people in and it was never the intention but it I did feel like I was happy with that line like yeah this is a real nice I feel like it set the the um the agenda for the song for sure yeah I mean tell me tell me more about like your songwriting influences then like Frightened Rabbit for sure I feel like lyrically I can definitely like mm. see the influence because obviously some of those songs are difficult to listen to and in, in how like emotionally open they are. Yeah. Um, what are some other bands that you, um, you love that you feel influence you? I think the first band that really got me into writing songs um, or like enticed me into the idea of writing songs was a band called Dry the River um, who are no longer unfortunately but um yeah they it was the first time I was like oh I liked the sort of melodies and really connected with, with everything lyrically and I was like oh I think I might want to give this a go because um, before that was mainly more like pop punk stuff and even though that stuff was really fun and exciting to play it never really I don't know it's never really um struck like a huge core with me in terms of wanting to write but yeah so definitely fr um dry the river front rabbit um and obviously then i found a band called the national <laughs> and i've been obsessed with them ever since um but i think the national for example took sonically um places which dry the river never did and i liked that and it kind of just a combination of all these things really um and then really songwriting became a like i said earlier just a way of um dealing with things and it was never a 
almost like a selfish thing really it was like oh I want to do this for me and then it went hand in hand with oh I like playing in front of other people and um, these people seem to like me singing in front of them so we just carry on from there really and that's how this all started <laughs> yeah I mean it's funny because I I think I heard you sing before I ever heard you speak like potentially yeah um, probably way back when that was what Hydra yeah which is obviously another banger but I feel like you can definitely see <clears throat> how your uh, like songwriting has progressed from from like Hydra at that point what like four or five years ago yeah to today definitely like I you know that song Hydra means a lot to me but I think looking back like I think on a lyrical um uh side yeah because I remember at that time well I think I was like 17 when I wrote that song so still really hiding behind loads of metaphors and um so and I think just as I've grown into the age I am now just and needing metaphors less and just not being as afraid to just say it how it is I guess yeah I mean that's always scary I feel like that comes with doing it like yeah for sure it's not the end of the world once you like release something and someone's like no oh, yeah does this mean this and you're like oh, yeah but like whatever yeah it definitely took time um you know even as performers and even as people like i feel like a way like i still get very nervous and very anxious a lot but as a as a person i feel a lot more confident than who i was in at 17 and i mean i work with like people like some of the guys i work with at that age and they're very confident and very like um extrovert i'm like oh wow, man i wish i had that sort of confidence at that age but um but yeah you know some people it takes time and it's an ongoing battle and process <laughs> yeah i to- i totally feel that like i feel like 18 year olds these days are way more confident than i ever was maybe that's just the ones we hear though maybe that's that's true they're they're the noise that are representing that age but actually there's an army of anxious individuals behind them (laughs) and they'll be writing the hits in a few years just just give them time um tell me about your songwriting process so i guess with jolene you very much started like lyrically and then built up from there is that like typically how you'd write a song um I guess there is real no one way. Um, Sometimes it's lyrically and then... Sorry, excuse me. Uh, I think a lot... I think it's melody a lot of time mostly. So melody and... uh, Because the lyrics don't really come... uh, Like a lyrical concept may come, but it's definitely melody and music. And then lyrics are usually the last thing to happen. In terms of like the whole thing, um, there might be like a few lines or like a general concept, but lyrics take a long time really for me. Um, well, it can do anyway. There have been times where it's so Jolene came pretty quickly, but more often than not, that's the thing that's kind of like, oh, Ivan, why is there no new songs? I was like, oh, it's because the lyrics aren't finished yet. Um, mm. But um, but in terms of like, it's also with the band, like, you know, I mean, at the moment, me and Fraser are writing a lot of it kind of then so whatever version we have start with it then molds and evolves when it gets taken to the rest of the china bears and that's when it kind of really becomes what it is and what everyone else hears 
yeah I, I also feel like you guys playing live always seems to like alter the way you play things like the first time you play it is different to the tenth time like it develops still yeah I think that's sort of as we've in particularly last sort of like 18 months year 12 months well before lockdown anyway of China Bears that became like let's put something like version one which we're happy with like in the set um, and then let's just see how it goes live because until we play it live we never really know how it how it fit. I, I think it's less so much of how it's received more so much of how the four of us feel of it like oh I didn't feel that going into verse two felt as smoothly as we thought it did in the practice room or and it's only then when we sort of um, iron out those sort of um, creases. That's what I was, I was going to say stain, but iron out stains. <laughs> iron out those sort of things. Um, yeah, that's why I, like, why I like to just shove new songs straight up into our live set. But maybe not the first people who hear them. They probably don't enjoy that. But the 10 <laughs> people who hear them, they might like it a bit more. <laughs> yeah, how has that been with like, I guess with live streaming and stuff, you you did a bunch of live streams in the lockdown, lockdown times. Yeah. You can't really shove a, a fresh song into that quite as easily because it's the strangest thing when you can't see people's faces. Yeah, and that's not... That isn't really the reason. We we actually haven't uh, done any new stuff in the live streams. Um, that's not necessarily for that reason. I just don't think... like Just a batch of stuff we were working on wasn't sort of up to that scratch yet. But... um. Yeah, we did try covers though. We've never really done covers. That was quite fun. Um, yeah, but it's a nice way of you know doing something different. Also keeping yourself entertained in lockdown when it was full on. Yeah, because those gigs were odd. Um, we did do quite a few, um, and it is kind of like you did. Sometimes you got a buzz from it as well. Like I'd come off and be like, "Oh, cool, let's go hang out." And I'm like, "Oh wait, um, I'm just in my bedroom still um, with a." half bottle of wine oh, I, I just finished that one off and then I don't know watching Netflix <laughs> to be fair I remember what was, when House Party was a thing you did a show like right early on and I remember us all being like yeah let's go on House Party yeah to and then we were like oh cool <laughs> sick show man oh. oh the good times not like now working all the time and no shows it's not what anyone wants to do really it's really not it's it's not ideal but but you know at least you know still breathing so it's, it's good we've, we've it's got good. our health we've got our health touch wood yeah what's your plan with i guess moving forward are you going to try and get back into the studio or like release stuff or like release like record stuff at home i know you've been like putting together a little studio yeah so I mean, I, me and Fraser have definitely gotten more into recording and um, I, it was always something I've wanted to like get into. I just never really made the time for it. Like I, I knew how to set up, obviously, like a, I can shove like a 50, SM57 in front of my amp and like, or just plug straight into my computer mm. and make a general, here's what it sounds like, but kind of really thinking about, oh, let's shape these tones at home and not necessarily need to do it at the studio and sort of. Yeah, taking that uh, responsibility upon ourselves and, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's been really fun, actually, this year. Because realising how creative you can be with that, like how much more we could manipulate the sounds within the songs and all that. So, so yeah, we've kind of been 
finishing off the CP, which Jolene is a part of, um, with the local restriction, local lockdown restrictions, it's we we have time um, pinned in the calendar for us all to meet up, but um, whether that happens or not, because obviously everything's still a bit up in the air, which has mm-hmm. been difficult, but um, so, but there's definitely songs and we'll make it work either way. Um, but hopefully we'll be able to all see, like, as in the band, all see each other again soon. And, um, yeah, finish this recording process. And then we have plans for future releases. So it's just sort of, um, yeah, making sure all the songs are up to scratch, really. Mm, which I guess you have well, had time for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of people used lockdown to like work on these skills like I guess you'd work in your production skills and stuff when you just never have that time normally yeah I mean yeah I mean it's for it's been, it's been quite past three years we've kind of I mean personally been moving around a lot um obviously after uni then moved in with James's family and then this year was always going to be a bit because I moved back home so this year had had always felt like oh I'm gonna set up a bit like like you said we've sort of built some form of home studio so it that that was always the plan it's just i've actually managed to spend a lot more time in my room than i had intended <laughs> so it's been nice to sort of use those skills or develop those skills yeah yeah i mean i'm sure you can write some great songs about moving back home though and <laughs> yeah tough life <laughs> no it's been nice actually um to see family hasn't um it's been a while since i've moved back to my hometown so yeah that's been one plus for me anyway for global pandemic I mean, you live in a you, you live in a big old musical family have there been any like collaborations beyond you and fraser um family band no, well i say so my sister and my brother also live here and they're also in their own bands like you said but no we've we've been, it, it, it's been nice to show each other songs but we haven't um, managed to get uh, a new projects going. But you know that's that's always been something we wanted to do. So if it doesn't happen this year, then maybe some other time. But it's, yeah, that is also yeah quite nice. Like you said, it's coming from a musical family, so um, it's good to bounce. Off. I've always found it good to get different people's opinions. Like even with a China Best song, like showing the three of like James Dean and Fraser, I always. I tend to show more than that anyway I I am very like a, I'm not very good at keeping things to myself or I have friends I send oh what do you think of this and then I do think that's a vital part of writing like getting people's opinions for, yeah, for me for sure. anyway no I think it's it's good again because even even once you think the song is good and done even if you disagree with what they're saying it's still nice to kind of think about other options you might yeah. not have even like thought about someone could just give you this the coolest suggestion ever but no, really yeah not. and i think it then maybe gives you confidence in your own opinion like you know so say they wanted the harmony to go somewhere else you're like no i i it's it's gone here because of this and that's not necessarily saying um i guess you could look at it two ways of well why did you send that to that person if you didn't want them to give fair feedback but um but yeah it's more so for like oh I, like you said you ask that question within yourself like oh well why didn't I do that oh no I did that because of this and that's because oh, it all clicks together this way but you know that's a 
fair observation but yeah like i said you you challenge yourself and you ask yourself um which i think is good yeah and i guess being able to kind of justify why you want things a certain way is kind of part of that process again like takes a lot of backing yourself releasing music scary hey but yeah i don't you know i feel kind of fortunate with within a band i don't think i'd um it would definitely be a lot harder i think as a soloist um every aspect i think of being in a band would be or being an artist would be harder if you're a soloist Mm. um so i do feel grateful to have three other people sharing a journey however much we can fight and disagree it's like a family isn't it really it's like <laughs> yeah you spend so much time together mm. well did yeah i mean we'll be open arms next time we see each other yeah <laughs> he's so nice well um, two meters sorry two meters t- two meters yeah yeah, yeah social distancing will be adhered to <laughs> once we're allowed to it'll be open arms yeah um i guess does does having the band make you feel like you can be more kind of open and emotional in songs because you do kind of have three other people that you know are like representing that song as well it's not just you standing there by yourself like oof um, here's, here's the feels actually not necessarily not necessarily those parts of that if anything that can sometimes quite be the first stage of like um this kind of sphere it's like oh I have to show three other people I'm really close to um these lyrics and these songs and they're if anything they would obviously know the subject matter because they know what's going on so if anything that's quite um showing them is more scary I think than showing everyone else um it's kind of because I have people like asked you about your songs and been like oh is that is that about this or is that about me or anything like that um sometimes but you know i think that's fine um it doesn't really happen very often but you know it's never like in a whenever people have asked me it's never like in a i don't know like um sort of like trying to they're trying to feed their ego or anything like that it's always yeah. kind of like a nice conversation um but you know sometimes with songs you kind of phrase them a, a good point about this um it's like you're kind of um you take a feeling or like an experience like a, a time when you were feeling something and you kind of like um magnify that and ex- times that by like you can't you, you kind of blow that that feeling up in that moment and that may may not represent how you're feeling all the time but it's like this song is about this specific moment and that's so it doesn't they're not always like um you know the whole truth or they're like parts of a truth so no one's ever been like um oh like angry that if they found out a song's about them but it's not really something i kind of like shout at the top of rooftops i'm not like this song's about you it's like you know because um yeah it's just if they listen to it and might come back and say, oh, is this one about me? I'm not going to lie, but I'm not going to be like, um, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I, I like that, though. Like, you do, I think, exaggerate in songs. Like, you are so focused on one specific feeling 
it can come across way more intense than it is or was or it's just that one moment but that's kind of nice yeah and that's not all the time you know sometimes it's about the whole thing but other times so people might think or you know well i i don't know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um speaking about all these feelings and issues shall we go on to the agony aunt section of this podcast yeah let's do it okay um right what we got okay does this is the question it's like it does someone being a bad texter mean that they're not into you like if someone's rubbish at replying or replies really short answers what does that mean how do you handle that um See, because I've been told I'm a terrible texter. Really? Um, it's definitely something I've been. I, I had to. Uh, I had to work on. Like there was a relationship I was in, and she almost gave up like, many times. She was a mutual. F- we, we 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 had a mutual friend, um, and the mutual friend was saying, "Oh no, Ivan is into you. That's just how he texts." But mm. you know, so that relationship could have never happened because of my terrible texting. Um. So maybe I'm not the best person, but. I maybe I can speak from the short yeah from the other side from the other side I don't necessarily think it's could be something they're not really thinking about um I think it more depends on how you vibe in person yeah um, I feel like how much value you put on texting depends on who you are as a person mm. like some people just don't think it's important to be talking all the time it could even be like um it it may not even be that it could just be um you know the text which you read may seem short to you, but to them it's like, oh, it's, I'm just talking to you normally. Um, and this, yeah. like, I'm not saying this in a short way or like a angry way, but it's, it can be read like that. I think that's why texting's really difficult, um, especially when you're like a heated matter. I hate fights over text because they're so. Yeah. You, you can't. You shouldn't. I'm. I'm. I'm a. I'm a cooler. Um, but. I do prefer calling. I think when it's something important or it's something big that needs to be talked about, then for sure. Like, having to text your feelings is the worst thing ever. But I do think it's something... So this is, like, from a... I assume this is, like, starting of a... They've been, like, flirting. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think I have learned... Um, so whoever's texting shortly, they do need to kind of step up the game a little bit. Like, you have to realise, oh, I can be perceived like this, so... I don't think it's necessarily a um, no to not into you. If you're you're kind of vibing in person, I'd imagine they're just a terrible texter. But if there's no vibe in person and they're short texting, then I don't know, it's probably... Maybe leave it. It's not not looking good. But, you know, you really only need to listen to my songs to know that I'm no person to ask any of this stuff too i don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) no i think i think you have experience of love and (laughs) drama (laughs) so so you know exactly what you're talking about you've been there but yeah i i mean i've learned not to short text to 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 work on that so and i feel like people are aware of that so maybe maybe it's more sadly the other way Mm. or maybe not maybe just go for it 
Or maybe just have a conversation with them and be like, you're really bad at texting. And they'll be like, oh, sorry, I didn't even realise. For me, it was emojis. I didn't really ever use emojis. But now I love emojis. I use emojis all the time. You know, I sound very like a granddad when I just said that. But yeah. Um, That's what my mum does. My mum says like seven emojis at the end of every text. It's great. I love emojis. I use emojis more than words now. (laughs) (laughs) These songs that are coming out, they're going to (laughs) be... I just sometimes I just say like cowboy emoji. You, know? you do like the cowboy emoji to be fair. It's the best one. It's the best one. It's so good. Any any situation, it fits. It's on every China Bear social media post. <laughs> Literally. I don't know why, but it's just always there. It's called branding. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. okay, next question. This is your final question. Okay. Um how if if, you know, you get into a lot of relationships this person gets into a lot of relationships and they all end up not working out or they get in a lot of situationships and or like the talking stage is kind of where things end like nothing ever goes that much further how do you keep going so if you always just it never reaches like a relationship stage how do you keep going? yeah like if you always end up getting stuck in like mm you go on like one or two dates or you just end up texting them and then it just never goes anywhere Ooh, I think um, I think maybe just I don't know it's it's a tough one because these things are kind of like they sound so minute and not really like big problems but then most art is about like being with someone or being like you know wanting someone or getting over someone so you know they are kind of like I can see why it's like a big thing on people's minds all the time to want to be with someone um but I don't know I think you just have to trust that it sounds really cliche that it's will just work out I guess like um I think it's maybe um if you're constantly putting effort into these new things and never like getting anything back I think it's kind of like taking maybe maybe taking a step back a bit and like waiting for someone to like until you find someone who's like putting in just as much effort as you are I think once you've reached that point um that's a good sign and a good foundation of something but you know if it's constantly like oh I'm putting my all into everything and no one's giving me even a smidge back then I think it's almost like lowering your standards and lowering, I don't know, what you want just to, or lowering the idea of what you want just to have something close to what you are chasing, um, which isn't necessarily the best thing. But Yeah, I mean, it's better to be single and happy than sad because people aren't giving you what you want. Yeah, and I just think in the age we live in, like, with internet dating, like, it is so easy to just kind of, like, fizzle out and you know you could be talking to someone for like two weeks and then they just don't reply and then that's fine you know that's just how it is you know it's like cool um and you kind of almost get scared to like uh attach yourself in any way to um anyone (laughs) like uh you know (laughs) are you okay (laughs) But, you know, um, in terms of, like, the internet dating thing, it's like, oh, I'm chatting to this girl on Tinder or it's been, or whatever, and it's been four days, and it's like, well, still, in four days, they could 
you know if someone goes out five days that's fine you know that's just the way of the app yeah and it's not like they were just doing them and you know that's chill so it's definitely not something i enjoy of that aspect of the app um but i feel like they they are kind of especially tinder it's like there's so many more fish in the sea yeah i mean so especially where you people know, kind of as, like, well, especially if you're in like work out. the big city like yeah you, you know um so so come to london is what <laughs> what the conclusion is um but no i think in, i think that's I think that's what's kind of created this culture of yeah like oh uh, yeah people are kind of profiles which isn't a really healthy way to look at it um and kind of can give this miscon i maybe kind of um advertises this way of that lifestyle of um maybe i can see why people feel like oh, i'm giving my all to everything and nothing's coming back but i think it is just kind of trusting yourself and um just being patient and time because life can be you know life can be like long because you only need to meet like that one person and that feeling kind of like feel like kind of all connect and then it's kind of like done that sounds like really um that's the like most songwriter thing ever <laughs> but you know what i mean like if if you're if you're if if, if if you're wanting that real relationship and like if it really does work out then it's going to work out so you don't need to stress about oh it's taken me two months or two years to get here it's um i think it's just in the meantime like just giving your all to people who you want you feel gonna give some of it back so if you're feeling like there's nothing going on then just wait or just yeah don't feel don't let it make you feel down like oh what's wrong with me it's like well probably nothing it's you should probably haven't met that person yet that's that's a really nice nice way to end you just haven't met the right person <laughs> it'll get better um it has to get better yeah everything is always fine you know, at the end of the day it's all gonna be that was okay. quite philosophical how'd you say that philosophical philosophical um again from someone who doesn't really know whatever they're talking about but i hope that helped <laughs> yeah um thank you no thanks for having me uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Anyone that doesn't know China Bears, because um, I feel like if you know me in person, you probably do, uh, have a listen to them. Uh, new single coming out Friday the 9th of October 2020. 2020. 2020. Um, it's, it's a tune. And, you know, I think a lot of people are looking forward to it. So I think it's going to be it's going to be a good one. Uh, do you have any last words you'd like to say? Anything you want to big up? Um, just hope you're doing good nothing just a single really and yeah hope this has made someone's morning afternoon evening enjoyable <laughs> I don't know see you in 2021 hopefully. on the road hopefully yeah hopefully fingers crossed Um, yeah check China Bears out on all the social medias and Spotify and iTunes or Apple Music or whatever it's called these days um Oh, Spotify follows would help actually. Apparently, that's a new thing. So, spot been told by the powers above. Spotify follows. So, so follow them on Spotify. Yeah. Um, Namaste. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
¿Buscas trabajo? Únete a un equipo ganador. Swissport está contratando agentes de carga, empleado para recarga de combustible y agentes para manejo de personal de tierra. Swissport ofrece entrenamiento pagado, salario competitivo y mucho más. Están contratando para el Aeropuerto Internacional Doles. Para más información envía un texto con la palabra Swissport al 2200 o visita Swissport.com diagonal careers. Palabra Swissport al 2200 o visita Swissport.com diagonal careers. 